This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on Heavenly Authority. Pastor Greg has been focusing on the Office of Administrations and looking at these helmsmen of the church who are designated pastor, elders, and bishops interchangeably in the scriptures. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel. Okay, the next section we're going to look at is uh, the qualifications given. And if you look in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and there's Titus chapter 1, there are qualifications given for these bishops, elders, pastors. And 1 Timothy chapter 3 starts off uh, in verse 1. This is a faithful saying, if a man desires the position of a bishop, of an overseer, he desires a good work. Okay, now, we're not going to go today into the qualifications. That's the next step, Lord willing, in the study. What are the qualifications for these helmsmen, for these directors, those in this position of administration in the local church? Remember, we've seen apostles, prophets, teachers. There is larger than the local church. There are those who are sent out, those with the gift of prophecies, those who have to guard the teaching. But in the administration, you're looking at the local church, how it works. One thing, though, as we start this, in the background study we did in the Old Testament, we discussed the concept of the elders in some detail when we spoke about the time of Moses and we looked at the leaders associated with the governing of the nation of Israel. And you remember the 70 elders, right? You remember them in the book of Exodus. Remember how they went up the mountain? You know, they were down here and then Aaron and then you had Joshua and then Moses went all the way up. There were elders over the tribes. And then you have in Numbers chapter 11 how the Spirit of God comes upon the 70 elders, right? We studied all that. I don't know if we've considered the term overseer, though, or bishop, episcopos. Remember, we talked about the derivation of it. Epi means over, and skapos, scope, to watch, to look, right? So the Greek word means to look over, to overlook, right? And from that episkopos, we get the word bishop. It gets transliterated into bishop. One who looks out, one who watches over. Now, if you say, well, where is that in the Old Testament? The Septuagint, and if you remember what the Septuagint is, the Septuagint predates the Lord, the Lord's incarnation. And the Septuagint, because so many of the Jews were losing their native Hebrew and speaking the local language of commerce, like English is today, Greek, Koine Greek was back then, they translated the Hebrew Old Testament into Greek. And so you have the Septuagint. And Jesus read from the Septuagint when he was in the synagogue. His scroll he takes and he reads is from the Septuagint. And in the Septuagint, the teachers, the rabbis who translate into Greek, use this word, episkopos, to translate a Hebrew term referring to those who are overseers of a project or a work 
or an officer, uh, to those who exercise power or hold uh, a position of authority, such as you have uh, in Numbers chapter 4, in verse 16. The appointed duty of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, is the oil for the light, the sweet incense, the daily grain offering, the anointing oil, the oversight of all the tabernacle, of all that is in it, with the sanctuary and its furnishings. Now, when they translated that from the Hebrew into the Greek of the Septuagint, that first line, uh, the appointed duty of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, is episkopos, is the overseer. And then later on, he has oversight, and it's another form of that word, of the tabernacle. He overlooked the work. He oversees, has the responsibility, the care for the tabernacle, the lighting of the lamp, etc. This concept of overseeing the project, overlooking the responsibility, scoping it out, watching carefully, a careful watcher, a careful watchman, also makes you think of the Old Testament concept of the watchman, right? Um, that was a special place in Israel, in all the nations. You have your wall surrounding your, your city, and you have these high towers, and it was very important to have someone that would scope out the area, that would overlook the area, that was a watchman on the wall. The watchman on the wall protected the people. The watchman on the wall and the city walls was the one that would look to see if there was any enemy coming that could attack. And then they would sound the alarm, they would sound the trumpet to warn the people of incoming danger. So when you talk about this word as an overseer and watching over the affairs of the church and overlooking the affairs of the church, the leaders have to watch out, scope out, not just what's going on inside the church, and that's important, but the whole landscape, looking for any of the enemy's attacks inside or from without, being aware of what's going on and any of the schemes of the enemy of the wicked one, to be the watchman on the wall. And that really applies for all the positions of authority and leadership uh, in the New Testament. And how much more for those who are called to be shepherds, overseers, pastors of the local church. And to also look out for God's guidance, to be watchful, to listen to the guidance of the Lord for the people. Isaiah 62 verse 6 says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. Watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord do not keep silent. They speak about the Lord. So really then they also become watchmen for all society, right? For the peoples around them that are in the community, the church is in thy local community, and if you speak the word of the Lord, if you teach the word of the Lord, if you proclaim the word of the Lord, if you tell what God is doing, if you warn of what the enemy is coming against the people, they also become, in a sense, a watchman or salt for the whole society to warn and to caution about what's coming on that area, that generation. In Ezekiel chapter 33, 
We talked about laboring in the word, right? Working at the word and teaching, the doctrine, the teaching. Well, in Ezekiel chapter 33, this idea of the watchman uh, is very dramatic. If you look at verse 1, this is to Ezekiel now. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and he warns the people, that's what the watchman does, he sees it, he sees it coming, he's in a position, he's on that tower, right? Now those who have the word of God, who know the word of God, who are older in the Lord, right? they, they're in a position based upon what they know from their experience to see things that others haven't seen yet because they might be new to the Lord. They might have had that background in the scriptures. So he's in a position to see clearly what others can't see. When he sees a sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, and that's what he does. He takes the trumpet, he sounds it. He sounds a loud sound. And he warns the people. Then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, and that's what happens when people in positions of leadership sound the alarm, sometimes you won't be listened to. Doesn't mean you don't sound the alarm. There's a problem that we have in the church, is a problem that's really in all our generation. Because we're so media savvy, we've, been, we've grown up with television and constantly being bombarded by messages we tend to maybe know how people are going to react. You see all these people debating on television all along. And you tend to know if you say this to a certain type of personality, they, they're not going to listen to you. There's a good chance they may not listen. And so the tendency is to say, well, we just won't say anything. Because if you don't say it, it's not going to be received anyway. Why bother saying it? Why bother warning? Why bother sounding the alarm? Well, that's not our decision to make, is it? If you're a watchman on the wall, you're called to sound. If you see it, you see what's coming, you've been given that lofty position on the top of the tower, now you have to sound the alarm and sound the trumpet. When you sound the trumpet, not everyone's going to listen to you. But that's their problem. It says, whoever hears the sound of the trumpet, verse 4, and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head the person who pays no attention to the warning cry, the warning sound. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life, will save his soul, be saved from the enemy coming. Verse 6, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Now, you start to see the symbolism here. He is taken away in his iniquity. 
Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub. For the quarter of a century that we have been bringing these anointed Bible study programs to Southern Connecticut, we have not made very many appeals for financial support, preferring instead to focus on the teaching itself. However, for a number of weeks now, we have been asking you, our listeners, to prayerfully consider supporting the radio outreach of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. Because of the negative impact of the COVID pandemic and the current economic environment on our church's finances, we could really use your help in meeting the challenge of paying for radio broadcast time. All donations are greatly appreciated, and even a gift of $5 each month would go a long way. We feel it is so valuable that these study programs remain on the air, but that may not be possible. So again, please consider supporting this radio outreach. You can do this by logging on to our church website at shiarjashub.com. Org and clicking the Donate button, which will bring you to a secure PayPal page. Or you can write a check and send it to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Again, thank you for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve him.